You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with me, Anna Charles. This is episode number 25. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic, but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast again. Lovely to be here with you. Okay, so we're going to get right down to it. And I first want to explain probably the title of the podcast. If you're from the UK, you might get it. And if you're further afield, it probably needs a bit of explanation. Okay, so pick and mix emotions. Now, this all goes back. What sparked this for me was years ago in the UK, there used to be a shop called Woolworths, where one of the things you could do there was go to the pick and mix sweets. And it's basically this stand where there was buckets of all different kinds of sweets and you had a took a bag and you just basically picked exactly what you wanted and you mixed the sweets in your bag so if you wanted one sherbet lemon you know six chocolate raisins three flying saucers whatever it was you would take that and you'd put it into your bag and you could be very very deliberate with your choice you weren't taking what the manufacturer wanted you to have you know this this quantity of this amount of sweets in this type of bag you could have exactly what you want and that's really relevant because today I'm taking that concept and expanding it into the area of emotions pick and mix emotions being very deliberate about the emotions you feel being able to choose exactly which ones you want and then you know how to feel that on purpose right so hopefully that's intrigued you so let's get down to it now the reason i wanted to cover emotions is it's really an important element of the drinking pattern one of the main reasons why we drink in fact that's a question i ask my clients in fact anyone who tells me they want to change their relationship with alcohol why do you drink right so very fundamental questions Now, one of the most common reasons that people tell me why they drink is that it's a way to change how they feel and a way to create pleasure at the same time. It's also put another way, a way to distract themselves from how they're feeling. So you trade in sadness or desperation or frustration or boredom or overwhelm, right, for feeling happy and light and free, at least in the moment. It's a way of escape, of really of escaping your own life. So it's an effective way, a very and a very immediate almost way of getting out of feeling negative feelings in the moment, right? So you're feeling bored, have a drink, you won't be feeling bored for very long. But, and there's always a but, right? When you drink, you're also numbing out the feeling. So you're not just replacing, you know, boredom with um, exuberance. You're also numbing out those feelings. You're numbing out the feeling of boredom. So you're escaping from your life, which means that you're less conscious. So when you're drinking, you're far less conscious of what's going on in your life. And if you're less conscious, you're less able to make the changes to make things better. Because again, you know, you're drinking because you want to run away from these emotions that you don't like feeling, yet just purely the act of drinking means you're less able to affect change in the long run. So in other words, that form of drinking over your feelings is only temporary. And it's actually each time you drink, it's going to get further and further, get you further and further away of 
being able to make the changes because you're you're it's like you're holding your life at, at arm's length so that's that's one of the reasons why people drink and I understand it right it can make sense in that moment but here's another approach that I offer rather than using alcohol to escape your life why not make a life that you want to live Right? Because then there's none of this escape needing. There's none of this plastering over the cracks of your life. You'll just be living fully and running you know, in your life. It will be your life with all the emotions that come to you. And that is available to you today. It's within your power to create right now and to get used to creating it right now. This is just so liberating, right? That you don't have to carry on sort of basically running away from your life. It's in your power to create the life that you want. So there are three ways I like to think of how emotions happen. There are three ways that emotions happen. Firstly, an emotion appears without you understanding why or how, right? You don't know the thought causing it or the reason you're feeling that way. And if this is the case, in this case, you're going to likely attribute your emotion to a situation. Let's say you're feeling frustrated, right? And you say, well, it must be because my boss was rude to me this afternoon, right? Perhaps you're happy, you're just feeling happy. And you say, well, I know why that is. It's because my son did well in a school test, right? So you don't understand why, but you, you attribute it. You see that you think that there's a, an external cause for how you're feeling. Now, a second group of ways emotions happen is when they appear and you know the reason for it. In other words, you know the thought that's creating the emotion, but the thought isn't deliberate. It's not something you're thinking consciously. It's likely to be something that you think automatically and something you've been thinking for a long time. Now, this can serve you or not serve you. So a couple of examples here might be, I feel frustrated when I get home from work and I drink to relax, right? So you understand that that's the thought, you know that that's what's driving the drinking, even though you're not deliberately sitting there thinking it, you know, it's not a thought of choice. It's what you're thinking out of habit. And one of the things, one of the rituals, tasks, homework, if you like, that I get my clients to do is to write down the reasons they drink. It's very interesting because so much of the time it's driven by these habitual thoughts that aren't deliberate. You just don't know they're going on, but they're going on all the time, they're kind of sneaky. Okay, now the third uh, category of the way emotions appear is because of a deliberate thought that is creating the emotion. And this might be a thought creating a negative emotion or a deliberate thought creating a wanted emotion. But it's something that you create with intent. And again, this can serve you or not. So for instance, you might say, I feel sad when my friend leaves. Now, you're probably gonna want to feel sad at that time and that's okay, right? It's not, it's not a surprise, it's not unwanted, it's, it's just totally appropriate. And it's something that you're thinking, you're deliberately thinking that you're sad that your friend's leaving and that is then creating that emotion. So again, this is something that you create yourself, but on purpose. Okay, so those are the 
three different ways emotions land and it's kind of important especially when it comes down to your drinking see if you can see where your thoughts are on this and how you're creating those emotions that you feel before you drink and I bet you'll find many of them are in that second category where you know the thought that's causing the reaction to drink it's just not deliberate because you've just done it so often and now I'm going to teach you a five-step process for learning how to generate emotions. This is really powerful stuff. Right? You can actually learn how to feel an emotion on purpose at any time of the day in any situation. And this will give you so much power and a sense of control over your emotion, emotional well-being. It was an absolute amazing thing for me and you can you can put on emotion I like to think of it in the same way that you might put on a dress right you're going out to a special event you put on this dress you're going to go and do the gardening you put on these clothes so whatever outfit you're putting on that's appropriate for the situation you can teach yourself and learn how to put on how to adopt an emotion for a particular situation right so here here's an example and I'm going to show you now the, the power of this now I love to bake right but I only have a limited size kitchen so I only have a certain selection of tins and whisks and spatulas and things right so I have to bear that in mind with what I plan to bake right there are some really fancy schmancy things I just is just beyond the tools that I have at home now imagine if my tool belt and if my kitchen had every baking contraption I'll ever need all the cake tins and the icing gadgets and the spatulas and the colorings and the decorations and so on now it would be very big of course i need a huge kitchen for this but stay with me now just imagine all those tools are just there ready for me to use whenever i want there would be nothing i couldn't bake from the simplest through to the most complex to the thing that needs this one particular fluted item right everything would be I would be able to create everything. Now imagine that all feelings are available to you at all times, ready for you to use. You have access to them all, right? All the way from joy and happiness and excitement to fear and, and frightened and everything, right? Determined, all of the emotions. There's no feeling you can't feel which means you get to use them as tools to create whatever it is you want in your life. Yes, consider this as I'm going to use this particular spatula for this icing on the cake to this effect. I'm going to use this emotion of determination in this particular situation. You aren't the passenger of your feelings. You drive them and it probably doesn't feel that way some or even a lot of the time and this is again back to why so many people drink because they feel out of control with their feelings and they want to numb them out and not think about it but there's no need to do that because you're in control of your feelings you're driving them with your thoughts especially the thoughts you believe to be true and this comes back to what I was saying just now about the three ways that emotions are created and so often when it comes to drinking there's these habitual thoughts that we believe to be true that we're just sort of thinking almost in the background I need a drink to relax um you know that's not something you might deliberately sit and think you probably wouldn't choose to think that and yet you are right so you are in control of your thoughts now that's all well and good you might say but Anna I just can't seem to make myself happy 
feel happy on a whim, right? It's just not possible, right? I can't feel disciplined on a whim. I mean, I've got, you know, how on earth can I do that? You might tell me you need to be in the right situation. People tell me this all the time. You know, all the situation, all the circumstances have to be right. There needs to be the, the right setup or the right people and so that, you know, before they can get into that zone. But I say no. I say you can instruct yourself to intentionally feel any emotion you want, whatever the circumstance. And I know this is true because you could take three people or even just two people, one situation, two people, and one could think one way, feel one way about it and another could feel another. So Terry Hall is my all-time favourite singer, right? Whenever I go to his concerts and so on, I feel this, this immense joy, right? That is the emotion that is that is triggered for me there. Now, if it were true that we didn't all control our emotions and everybody would feel the same way, right? But it's not true because someone the next would say, I don't want to go that toilet. It's, you know, it's, it irritates me. They would have the, the feeling of irritation, right? So the fact that there's this, this sort of um, like categorization of this situation makes you feel this, this situation makes you feel that. No, no, we drive and create our emotions. So how do you learn to do this? Well, I recommend you start with one emotion. Just start with one emotion, one thing, and practice feeling it all day, or if you just try a couple of hours to start with, with this five-step process. Right, so the first thing you need to do is you need to pick an emotion. So I'm going to pick, for the purposes of an example, excitement or excited. And then you need to look for things to be excited about. Just sit where you are in your life and all the things you're going about. What things can you be excited about right now? Try writing it down if you get stuck. That can help. I send obviously say to people, you know, make a minimum list of 10 things right now you can get excited about. Then I want you to act excited and I want you to create exciting things. I want you to think excited thoughts. Actively, actively do this. If it helps, pretend that you're an actor playing a part in a film. So how would I think, act and say things when I want to show the audience that I'm excited? Because this is essentially what actors do, right? They, they're portraying something and they're, they're um, creating these emotions for themselves that creates the emotion in you. Step four, as I want you to stay committed to that feeling all day, or again, if that's a push, just try for a couple of hours to start with. And how th what this means is during that time period, if you find that, for instance, you start to feel afraid about something, you have to sort of be watching yourself, be on yourself, say, no, 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 we're not doing fear today. Today, it's a turn of excitement. And you redirect your mind and you redirect your thoughts so that you're recreating in your body that feeling of excitement. And then fifth, I want you to focus on how that emotion feels physically in your body, right? So the easiest way to do this is to describe the emotion in detail. Pen and paper again, and I like to ask myself questions and write them down, answer things like, what am I feeling right, in my body? Where is it in my body? Is it in your shoulders? Is it in your stomach? Have you got a tingling in your fingers? And how do I know I'm feeling that emotion versus another? So for excitement, for instance, to continue with the example, how do I know I'm feeling excited right now, right? Very specifically, how is that showing up in my body? What is specific about this one emotion? 
right? So what we're doing is really looking at ourselves as if we're sort of on the outside looking in and we're seeing how does excitement show up when it's in our body? So again, is it the tingling? Is it, I sort of had, my tummy does flips. I know I'm excited when I really, I feel almost as I'm on a roller coaster. It's always a sign that I'm very excited. Now doing this can feel really odd to start with. I get that. Um, you know, it's not something we're used to doing and staying with it can be tricky as well because people tell me, but Anna, life gets in the way and I forget, you know, I'm doing excited and then however I get this, this problem call coming in and, you know, I just forget. So a couple of tips on that. Maybe make a little post-it note to put on your computer if that helps. Or I take a leaf out of one of the teachers of my eldest son when he was young. He used to find it hard to concentrate. So she would just mark a little red dot on his hand by his thumb. And it would just help to, when he was looking down or getting distracted from his work, he'd see the red dot and that would be the cue for him to then refocus his energies on the work he's doing. So I even do that. I sometimes even write you know, a little letter. So if it was excited, I might ink a little E, just tiny little E on the back of my hand so that when I look at it, I think, oh yeah, I'm excited today. That's what I'm doing. Now, as you go through this process, you're going to start to build the evidence to show yourself that you're able to do this. You're able to, for instance, feel excited, which is going to help you make it easier for you to access that emotion next time. And this makes it easier for you to access the emotion of your choice more quickly. Right? And by doing all this, what we're doing is rather than we're drinking where we numb out the emotions and we don't want to feel them at all. Here we're getting used to understanding not, A, not just that we can create them, but B, how they feel. Now, of course, all I've been speaking about here are the quote unquote positive emotions. You can do the same thing with the ones that you don't want to feel. You can either run towards them or when you are in them. So when you are feeling, for instance, despair, do that fifth step. How does despair show up in my body? And you're not gonna wanna do this probably. It feels really uncomfortable. We don't wanna sit, embarrassment is a big one for me. Gosh, some embarrassing situations, I just wanna thrust them aside. But the more you can sit with it, the more you realize you can just feel it. And the more you are then, by extension, realize you don't need to drink over it to distract yourself from that emotion. Now, a couple of um, further points. Firstly, a word on indulgent emotions. These are one that really have um, really have no upside. There's 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 no no benefit from them. Most common ones of these are confusion. So telling yourself you don't know what to do, overwhelm worry and boredom they kind of just lead you down these one-way streets where there's just really no out and they're not serving you at all right there's 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 no situation when being worried that i can think of being worried is it would be a beneficial emotion they don't get you anywhere and even worse they prevent you from moving forward and they can also be an inhibitor to growth. They're a reason for your excuses. People sort of build excuses around them. So, and we sort of re revel in them. We revel in feeling these emotions and that can feel weirdly comforting. And I've done this and I'm sure we all have. So for instance, if we tell ourselves we're confused, you are, you're going out to this party and you're just not sure how you're going to handle the alcohol and you sound confused. I'm just going to be really confused about it. It just, you know, doesn't make sense. I've been following this program, but I don't know, you know, what to do at this party. Well, that 
saying you're confused is a way for you to give yourself an out on making any kind of decision and on making any kind of plan, right? In or if we say we're overwhelmed, it's like we're staking a claim to the fact that you aren't in a place to figure out what action to take. It's like you're closing your eyes and putting your hands over your ears, but that's okay because, hey, I feel overwhelmed and overwhelmed people need to be cared for, right? You're sort of absenting yourself from any responsibility over your actions. Worry is such a big one. I suffered, I sort of went through this for years. Many, many people will acknowledge on the one hand that worry doesn't help, but rather than exploring what thoughts they're having to, that are making them feel worried, they end up worrying about the fact that they are worrying, right? So they make it doubly bad. And then you kind of get caught in this and then you're all worried and all gnawed up and it's so uncomfortable and you get this super tense feeling in your body and then we drink because we just don't want to don't want to feel that. And we know that drink will take away that feeling of worry by distracting ourselves and numbing us. And of course, all we've done then is we've taught ourselves every time we feel worried, then we just have to drink to let it go. Not helpful. Much better to be able to learn how to uh, change on purpose that feeling of worry into something you choose to uh, feel. Okay, so pay particular attention if you find yourself indulging in emotions like confusion, overwhelm, worry and boredom and certainly at minimum ask yourself why you're feeling that way and if there's any upside for you. Whenever I personally feel doubt or worry sneak in, I immediately shift and start intentionally practicing another emotion, any other emotion like determined, focused or certain even if only for a couple of hours just to show to myself like I don't have to sit in this feeling of confusion I can I can sit in this other other emotion instead and, and this is going to have such a strong and powerful and immediate impact on your drinking for you'll see that if you can call on emotions on purpose and then there's no need to sit with you know there's no need to drink over the ones that you have far better as I said earlier rather than numbing yourself from the life you have create the life that you want okay so that's the end for today. There is a little homework there. Do pick an emotion for the day or just let's say for a couple of hours and, and stay really attentive to it. Do those five points that I said earlier, note them down and go ahead and do them. And the more you do this, the better you'll get. You, this will feel weird to start with. This will feel difficult possibly to start with. The more you do it, the better you get. And then you'll be able to call on specific emotions whenever you need it. And if you do this, you're less likely you are to fall back into those indulgent emotions without realizing it. And all of this, right, all of this is going to help in changing your relationship with alcohol, giving you freedom around it, because there won't be this part of you, your brain won't be saying we don't need to overdrink this emotion because you'll know that rather than plastering over it, you actually change. You actually change what the emotion is that you're feeling at that time. So in summary, if you have a car that runs on petrol, you're going to pay attention at the garage. You're going to make sure you don't put diesel into your engine by accident. And we really need to take that same responsibility to the emotional fuel we use in our lives because our emotions fuel and drive our behavior. We know this from drinking. We know that we're more likely to drink 
when we're feeling certain emotions. So practice being aware of your emotions. Emotions, Pick them consciously and do all the work to put yourself into that zone of emotion. Sitting in indulgent emotions will be a very effective strategy if you want to stay stuck. But if you want to propel yourself to go forward and create the life you want, moving beyond indulgent emotions is the way to go. All right, that's it. So thank you for listening. Please do rate and review and share this with someone you love today. If you have questions, you can reach me at anna at 90dayslater.co. I've had a few slots open up in my one-on-one coaching. So if you want to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life, we'll get going looking at those emotions you're drinking over. Uh, then there's a little room right now so go ahead and contact me otherwise that's it for now and I'll see you next week if you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol let's talk I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life and we do it in 90 days the effect is permanent Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.